This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Host. I'm Tiffany Watson and I'm Nicola Hughes and today we have a very exciting guest Olivia Bentley who you may know well you will know from Made in Chelsea mm, let's go with so let's go Dayton. <laughs> Liv is best known for gracing your screens every Monday night on Made in Chelsea she's a content creator as well as an owner of her very own sexual wellness brand which we will definitely be diving into soon yeah can't wait to chat about that wet and wild <laughs> Wet and wild. Oh, God. I can only imagine how loose this podcast is going to get. I know. This podcast should be X-rated. We're going to have to tell tell the listeners. Right. So we're going to... Well, I feel like... Should we start with talking about Jomo then? Jealous of my orgasm. Is that what it sounds... Is that what it means? So it actually stands for joy of missing out. So the opposite of FOMO, because we created it during lockdown and realised how nice it was. Spending your own time, like, not yeah. by yourself, but doing your own thing. Because I think everyone lives for other things going on. Definitely. In the world. But then also, obviously, stands for jealous of my orgasm. Jealous I love of that. Great, which yeah. you will be if you don't use my lube. <laughs> I actually have some questions about your lube. I guess what I wanted to know is how you started and what the difference between, like, lubes you've used and your own lube is. So me, my business partner and I got talking. And then having gone through both, like, things through our childhood, like, she has went through a lot of mental health things. I went through alopecia. And then we both go onto the topic of sex and realize that there's a huge sort of stigma surrounding it when women, not women, but people don't really talk about it, like the shameful side of it as much. And yeah. so, you know, I used to joke and say, I fake orgasming. And she was like, honestly, you're not alone. So many girls do that. And so that's how we like slowly got onto doing an arousal oil. And then we got onto doing the CBD as well. And also, you know, if you think of lube, you sort of think of that smelly, sticky, strawberry flavored, whatever. And there isn't really an arousal oil out there that sort of makes you feel sexy and is all natural. It's vegan. Woo! Um, <laughs> especially <laughs> vegan. Um, but something that actually is like nice on your skin and your body. And it's like, it was created with women in mind. So it doesn't sort of mess up your pH balance because obviously we're very sensitive down there. Um, and so using certain products can really offset your ph and because it's oil based it means it's sort of neutral so nice and the bottle it's just so it looks sort of trying to the whole thing is that it's the sort of thing you'd want on your bedside table so it looks like a perfume bottle like you're not embarrassed to have it you don't yeah. shove it to the back of your drawer um so yeah the sort of design of it all was really thought out that's so true actually because if the say you have a cleaner or something if they were to go into your bedroom they wouldn't be like oh that's loose yeah they'd think it's like a perfume or, or like you, yeah. an oil that you use on your body and you can use it as like a massage oil like some people have been using it because it because of the cbd it has it sort of calms you as well a lot of people assume when you say cbd it means like your your 
parts are going to fall asleep that are completely untrue. Um, <laughs> but because, yeah, it's a very calming sort of aroma to it. What's in normal lubes that, like, what is in a normal lube that's not vegan? Like, what, why would it, what makes it vegan? What's the difference? A lot of them are silicon-based um, and have a lot of power parabens parabens god my brain pa- parabens parabens yeah and so they have a lot of things in them that aren't um that are sort of tested on animals so that's why but whereas ours are all natural oils um so it's 100% natural so Love nice. yeah also nice that it wouldn't like as you said like affect the ph levels because that's oh my god girls have a nightmare with that i think people don't appreciate it. it's like you know when you know you shouldn't use shower gel down there like mm. you've got to be so careful i'm gonna try it see how i get on i need to send you some yeah please i know the little vegan can't get enough of it <laughs> I have tried it. I've tried it once. I really liked it. And I, I every time, well, every time I go to Lives, when I went to Lives the other day, I stole some samples. I was like, here I am, stealing them from the room. I think half the crew did too. Yeah, half the producers as well. Definitely, you should try it, Nick. 100%. I guess what we'll next want to delve into is how did you start Made in Chelsea? Yeah. Oh, crumbsies. How did I start Made in Chelsea? It's the one thing Tiff and I have in common. <laughs> Uh, I started making Chelsea because I, well, I, I like, slept okay. with a cast member, um, but also <laughs> I, <laughs> tip sex boyfriend. Um, no, I, I had <laughs> sort of had a thing while I was still at school. Anyway, I think he put me forward or something. And at the time I was doing photography and I thought it would be a great way to sort of promote it. It's so funny. It, it's weird to think you and I did not like each other in the beginning. I know. So funny. Yeah, now she's the best mate. So did they just contact you like out the blue and just... Yeah, they contacted me a couple of times. And when I, they first approached me, I was like 19. And my parents were like, absolutely not, Olivia. Yeah. Um, and then after a while, then, then yeah, eventually I did. That was seven years ago. Wow, it's been seven years. Okay, I'm still on it. Have you ever quit? Have you ever like taken time off? I've thrown, I've thrown it around, but no, I haven't, sadly, <laughs> yet. I need to keep probably. So before Made in Chelsea, you were doing your, you'd finished school, you are doing your photography. How old were you when you came on then? So before Made in Chelsea, I was actually working in the garden centre, <laughs> selling kitchens. Uh, and then, no, I did a year, sort of a gap year, started selling my photography. I did a couple of exhibitions and then, because I didn't do uni or anything. So I was young. I was like 20, I think. Yeah, that is wow. young. I was 20 when I joined as well. I was 24, I think, when I joined. Yeah. God, that's like your age now, right? No, <laughs> you're both now. No, God, no, I wish. Was it a hard decision to join for you? No, it wasn't. I don't think I'd really, it's one of those things I hadn't really thought it all through. I suppose I just sort of did it. Like it yeah. wasn't, I didn't spend hours mulling over it. You just sort of thought, what, and what in, have I got to lose? Uh, yeah, and in the back of my head was my photography because that's what I really wanted to do. Like that was my passion and like I was hoping to go on to be a photographer. Then obviously doing the show, I realised I actually quite enjoyed doing TV anyway, just because yeah. it was fun, but also, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was just fun. What's your like worst moment that you can remember in the last seven years? My worst moment, oh, probably breaking up with Digby in Croatia. It was just Aww. that it was so rushed as well because we'd gone to the we'd gone to the the beach party and it wasn't even something I thought about. And then suddenly I'm standing opposite him, breaking up with him. And then I was like, oh my god! And then I was hysterical. It was that was the worst. But then we had. Is to- that? Do you think that was the worst moment because you felt so? Yeah, yeah yeah and it wasn't something I'd pl- I like if I was going to break up with him I really hadn't wanted to do it in that way yeah. and I felt really awful about it actually and then and then we got back together managed to wangle him back <laughs> um, <laughs> what was the reason you guys broke up originally it was sort of like I really loved him and there wasn't anything he did wrong but I think we just sort of not outgrew each other but I was I wasn't ready for that sort of relationship like it was he was amazing he did nothing wrong I think it was actually more me 
not really knowing what I wanted. Do you think that um, that door is closed with Jigby? 100%. I think as now, the relationship we have now is great. Like he's he's such a good, like he's a good friend. I think he's such a great guy, but I think romantically it would never happen. Um, just because we're, we're too different. And also I think he's just too nice for me because I'm a bit of a bell end. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you just need a, a, a guy who's gonna like, I need someone who's in the middle of Digby and Tristan. Someone yeah. who's not too mean and not too nice. Yeah, so I'll put you in your place, but... But not scream at me. Yeah. What about your best moment on the show? Probably most things with you, Yay. to be honest. All my happy oh. moments, you and I in Ibiza probably was one of my favourites. Yeah. The away, the away trips were yeah. fun because it's like going to a new place. But we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. I, actually, to be honest, the best thing that's come up made Chelsea is probably my friendship with her. Honestly, I mean that. I, That's, I, I would say the same to be fair my friendships is the best actually no my job I mean obviously I love you guys but I like that I have a job from it now yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah the money, money's great <laughs> the paid posts are good too but <laughs> no yeah no definitely I think well, actually one of our questions is do you think you'll still be friends with everyone who's on the show in 10 to 20 years time I don't think everyone I mean if I imagine my wedding 100% Tiffany will be there yeah there's a couple of people but I mean <clears throat> not everyone no I no. think but then it's just like, in, with filming, I actually tend to really film with the people I am mates with. Like I don't hang yeah. out with the people I'm not. I feel like you've got some strong friendships from the show because you yeah. obviously have done it for seven years. You've done it for your whole twenties. Grown which, up on it. Yeah, you've grown up on it. And also I feel like you're really close, which I always notice when we film, you're really close with like the, the behind the scenes people, you know, like the guys who do the sound, the guy, like the directors yeah. and all of that, which is really nice. I think that's why I keep coming back. Fuck the cast. <laughs> <laughs> It's important though, it's important to have like a healthy work environment. I'd like to ask you that next, like do you suffer with anxiety whilst filming? I, yes, but only if I've been in a relationship. When I'm single, I don't, nothing worries me at all. But I think when you're in a relationship, it's not just you you've got to think about, you've got to worry about the other person. And I have a habit of saying things I probably shouldn't say. So then I'm like, oh shit, how's that going to mess the other person up? Or like, what's it going to do to them? Yeah. Which makes it, being in a relationship on the show is a completely different ballgame. Definitely. Oh, 100%. Do you, do you think that you would have lasted longer if you weren't on the show with Tristan? God, no. I actually think we would have broken up sooner, to be honest. I think weirdly, yeah. It's interesting you say that because I remember Lucy saying to me, like, she was like, you think the show's tearing you and Sam apart, but she's like, it's actually keeping you guys together. Yeah. And when she said that, it was such a pivotal moment where I was like, really? And then I was like, oh, yeah. It's so true, though, because yeah. I think you then, when you're on the show, you, if you're surrounded by sort of other couples and stuff, you almost have this, like, false sense of, like, I don't know, I think, I don't know how to explain it, but no, but Tristan and I would have a lot more arguments off the show, as in when we were on the break. Yeah. And then when we were filming, it wasn't as bad. Um, so, no. I think with Digby, the relationship wouldn't have been as not, up and down. Yeah, it wouldn't have been, it would have been more stable maybe, but that was more because I was very open to discussing my entire relationship on the show. Yeah. Whereas I think because he was new to it, it wasn't something that he quite grasped at first. I think it's hard as well, because obviously if you have an, if you're about to have an argument as a couple, obviously the show want to, you know, film that because that's part of your life. Yeah. And then it's kind of, you're saying things on camera, which sometimes it's so personal. And it's it's, like, yeah, but then the good thing about the show is that it does get you to address issues that maybe sometimes you wouldn't want to say. Yeah. In real, and not in real life, but in your personal life. Yeah. Um, which is a good thing, because I think now I'm much better at calling people out for their shit if I don't agree with it. Yeah, definitely, confrontation. Yeah. I think I was awful at confrontation before I did the show. Oh my God, sorry, my first scene was a fight with you. <laughs> I shat myself. I went to do it three times because I was like, I'm so sorry. And then she goes, to, then someone was like, do you mean that though? And I was like, mm, 
mm, I don't know. <laughs> I was like nervous as hell. God. Oh. So you prefer, you prefer being single on the show than in a relationship? Yeah, for sure. But then that could be because they were the wrong in relationships. I think yeah. it was the right one. I don't. I don't know. Do you find it pressure to be in a relationship now that you're single on the show? Absolutely not. I just sit there selling my lubricant. No, I don't. I think I've done it. I've given enough of me being in a relationship. Like, not that I've given enough, but as in, I suppose if I found someone I liked who was on the show or brought someone on, it would be different. But right now, I don't feel like I need to be. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. I think it's when you've had such a difficult relationship, it's nice to have time on your own. Yeah. Also, I actually love being single. Yeah. I forgot how good it is. It's nice being selfish. Yeah. Like, oh. so- all my time on me yeah <laughs> I think when only when you're in the right relationship you have to like compromise and like give up your time to someone but if it's the wrong relationship you do end up thinking of did you, what did you prefer oh I definitely preferred even though I was only single for about three seconds on the three show three minutes <laughs> before we went into lockdown I definitely preferred being single on the show it's so much easier there's no stress although it's good if someone cheats or something you're notified pretty quickly but then on but then to be notified on the show you then have to go through it publicly yeah not not just cheating but like anything any issues and that can that takes its toll I think after a while not that I was cheated on but well that I know of yeah no definitely reliving it as well that's the worst part I think actually once if you've got to film nasty stuff that's actually it's not that bad it's when that then comes out that's why I don't watch the show yeah actually that's quite interesting Liv doesn't actually watch the episodes because you found it you found it gave you anxiety yeah and then I start we start nitpicking the way I look and I was like oh who gives a shit so I just I probably stopped watching about two three years ago yeah fair play my anxiety goes through the roof I'm like oh no (laughs) yeah but I think that's good like you've you've recognized that watching it gives you makes you feel yeah it makes you feel anxious so you're like I'd rather not watch it and then I don't get that anxiety Mm. I do watch it because I don't really have any like difficult you can watch it for me. Yeah, I watch it. <laughs> I, um, I used to hate watching it when I knew there was something difficult coming out. It really made me feel, yeah. I'd the, ha- wake up in the morning of knots in my stomach. The worst was when we used to all have to watch it together on a Wednesday. Oh like, my God. I was, <laughs> that was savage. And I think I'd slagged her off and I looked around and I went, <gasps> and I, I honestly could have died in a hole right there. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. I don't think I slagged her off. I was like, it was back at you, you up the yeah. tram or something. And I remember just being mortified. We watch, we would watch it in both at a house and it would be intense. I think the worst part as well was that it came out, so, like, say, you met, say for example, someone cheated on someone or you had a massive fight with someone. It would come out then months later, so you'd have to relive it. Which yeah, I hate. Exactly. I like, I'm over it now. Yeah. You can't confront the person as well as slagging you off because they'll be like, that was three months ago. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What do you think you'd have done if you hadn't done the show? Do you, you would have continued the photography? I'd still be in the garden centre. No, I. Um, <laughs> I love that you worked in a garden centre and served quiches. It's just amazing. Can I tell you something? I loved it. And when, when Christmas was on, holy shit, Biles, the, the Santa's Grotto, I was in there with the tinsel. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know, actually. I think I would have, yeah, probably the photography. I would have always wanted to get into something with like women's wellness or women's like empowerment because of the alopecia stuff. It was always like, I've always wanted to like make women, like people feel more confident, I think. Yeah. I think that's really, yeah, that's so good. So it's so nice that you brought out a product that you feel is like helping people. So when you get that feedback from women, it must be really nice. Oh, it's so nice. And so many, so many women actually saying, you know, during lockdown, either people have put weight on or they've, they've sort of lost the spark with their partner or whatever. And for them to like, to actually say, you know, it, it really, Revived. yeah, it, yeah, it did. And it like, it really helped get the sort of sex back, which I think some people, you know, 
it's quite easy to lose sometimes, especially if you've been like a long-term relationship or whatever. Definitely. Um, so yeah. I can imagine so many couples during lockdown lost that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I actually was thinking about this the other day. I was listening to a podcast earlier on. They were talking about like the baby boom in lockdown. I'm like, it's like I just can't imagine. I just, like everyone was just being lazy and eating food, not really having sex. Is, is there an actual baby boom? They not be fat. Okay. This is a random person saying it on a podcast. But yeah, <laughs> we're taking it for gospel. <laughs> <laughs> I can see I can see it and I can't I feel like people would be like bored and be like this is the right time to have a kid but I can't mm-hmm. imagine the sexy time of your life yeah like a lot of people got dogs during lockdown I think yeah I'm just so happy I didn't do either to be honest I was just enjoying my sweets yeah, yeah. I loved it as well actually I was just at my parents house well the first one the weather was <clears> so good that was what really helped this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com. Back to the Anapisha. I actually want to ask you, when did you notice that you first were losing hair? So when I was about, I was 16 and I was on holiday with my family and I got out of the shower, brushed my hair and then noticed this like ball patch at the front of my head. And I thought I had just like combed my hair too um, aggressively. Anyway, it never grew back. So I went to the doctor with my mum and they said it was alopecia. And then How they, did they find that out? Did they have to do like a test? No, they just looked at it and knew because there was no growth coming back, like no hair growth. It was literally just like, the skin on your hand and then they said have I t- started taking any medication or anything like that and I'd recently started going on the pill which one Yasmin which one of the side effects it can be hair loss so that I think is what triggered it and then I'm sure at the time my diet wasn't great or just a few different things anyway that was how it all sort of started and I instead of doing anything I just sort of got into wearing wigs and hats and trying to cover it up is there something you can take to I mean, <clears throat> at the time, I didn't actually take anything. I tried a, tri- a couple of treatments when I then moved to London, but it was just, I was doing my A-levels at the same time and it was relentless treatments. It was going and sitting for like an hour and a half, twice a week. And oh, yeah. it was just, I just couldn't really be bothered. I think at the time it was easier for me to just pretend it wasn't there than yeah. go and actually deal with it, which was wrong because I think now if anyone asks me, I think you should 100% go and get it seen pr- too properly. But by a proper hair specialist, I, I can never say what they call a trigger trigger. Oh yeah. Or something. My language is shocking. Not a doctor because they don't really. They're not that helpful. And is it is it a genetic thing? No, it can be. Uh, it's it's. I think it's actually related to your immune system. Okay. I mean, I'm sure it can be genetic as well, but no one. I mean, everyone in my family has slightly fine hair, but not to the point they've actually lost it. Yeah. Um, was it was it not noticeable then that you didn't actually actively get treatment at the time? It, yeah, no, it was noticeable, but I just covered it up. I just wigs. covered it up and then managed to do all sorts. But in the beginning, it wasn't too bad. It was the older I got. So by the time I was sort of like 18, it got bad. And that's when I was wearing clipping extensions and trying to, which was the worst thing I could do, I could have done because that pressure on your hair just yeah. makes it a hundred times worse. And then, and then, then I started bleaching it, which also made it worse. Basically, it was just a downhill spiral. Do you feel uh, like it massively affected like your confidence as a as a girl? Yeah, it did. And especially when a couple of people made a couple of comments, like I had a boyfriend at the time and he was like, well, I wouldn't marry you because our kids would be bald. And I remember going, <gasps> oh, oh my God. Yeah, quite savage. And aged 18, I mean, it's not the one thing you want to hear. And also at 16, I looked like a bloke anyway. Like I didn't have boobs or anything. So I was like, great, I'm destined to be a boy. So, and then to <laughs> hair, I was like, this is perfect. 
that must have been really tough because like I, you know you think about at that age you it is such a pivotal oh. moment where you're like at the smallest thing can affect you and it just makes you feel but, awful but also at that age everyone's so like everyone only cares about the way you look no one gives a shit if you've got good chat or not yeah um and so that was hard as well because i was surrounded by all these girls and long blonde hair and there i was with my little bald patches what about on the show? Have you ever found anyone like be nasty? Oh yeah, when I first joined, I'd get really badly trolled for it. I remember someone, people just calling me, you bald bitch. I remember replying to someone going, I've actually got hair loss. And they said something like, oh, well, you fucking, something really rude back. And I was like, wow. Age like 21 as well. That is awful. Wait, how did they notice though? Because when you joined the show, first of all, I swear I didn't know you had any hair problems. I only knew because I think it was publicized however many years ago when you started speaking about it. So how did people notice? I don't think they noticed bald patch. I think they just said your hair looks shit because it was so like dry and I didn't I didn't really know how to style it. It just, it, and it, like all the ends were very dodgy looking. So I basically looked like I was wearing a helmet most of the time. And I didn't <laughs> on that. And then I was like, the reason my hair is so bleached and so whatever is... I would bleach it to cover up the ball patches because when yeah. I had darker hair, it was more obvious. I feel like it, I love I love your hair right now. It's like a ready color. Would you say it's red? Red. Yeah, ready color. But also, it, it must be hard for you because like so many people around us have really long hair. But I also I think you really stand out because you've got the short hair. Like it looks really good. Yeah, and I've like learned to love it now. That's yeah. why I, I haven't worn a wig or anything in in a long time. I think that was more like a sort of security blanket thing when I was feeling if I'd feel self-conscious I'd shove it on but whereas yeah. now I really haven't I don't wear it at all and I, I do like the short hair but yeah no one else really has it that's it really though it really does I actually love your hair short thanks girls my face shape would not suit it so no same. oh my god I literally look oh god I can't even imagine how bad I think I'd look with shorter hair well you never know though you never know <laughs> I don't know, but it's like the pixie look, I think, because you've got like tiny little detail. The little, little nose. <laughs> was it a hard decision for you to go public with your alopecia? No, I don't think it was. It's because, so what happened was I started wearing a, an actual wig on the show and um, someone said, oh, would you ever discuss why you're wearing it? And then I was like, okay. And I remember doing a scene with my mum and she was like, you're right. And I was basically like, listen, my hair's still falling out. And then that's how it sort of came onto it. And weirdly after that was probably the best thing I ever did. That was another one of my favorite moments was actually talking about it. Because then after that, the amount of people who would message me, like, especially young girls saying like, you've given me the confidence to not stress about it. And like, actually losing your hair doesn't define who you are. It's just a physical thing. That's so Um, good. And that I love, like it actually kind of made me feel like I'd done one thing right by doing the show. Yeah. Which I really liked. I think it's so important that you did that because there's probably so many people suffering with what you suffer with and it's just so important to show that you know it's okay to talk about it. But I also just think like we now live in a world where Instagram and I like I don't hate Instagram but it's a very negative place and I think for young people to look on Instagram and see all these girls looking the way they look when actually that isn't how most people look at all whether it's cosmetic surgery, wigs, you know whatever it is it's 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 really (laughs) and I think that's why more and more younger people are getting stuff done to their faces where I just think I think it's slightly wrong yeah to be it's this world of perfection that everyone's living in everyone's comparing themselves on Instagram yeah and I think the more that we show that life really isn't as perfect the better because people will start to understand that no one's life is great or you know like we all have ups and downs and things go wrong definitely it's so true. When I put my face into that face app, it just makes you want like to change yourself. Like, do you think if Instagram wasn't a thing, you wouldn't think that? I don't think I. I don't think I would either. You wouldn't because no, no. one your photos up every day. Like, no one yeah. would give a shit. Exactly. Like, I overanalyze my photos so much. 
it's because you see all these like perfect images on Instagram you're like I need to be the same as that like we all do it I feel like I couldn't put a story up now without a filter on it Oh, same. Which is so bad. My lashes on. <laughs> like a random. I've noticed some girls on Instagram are now doing stories and they're like, I'm not using one of these filters anymore. Like, they're just too unrealistic. Like, it's not good. And I was like, that is so true. But then if I was to do it normal, I'm like, Jesus. I would scare people. <laughs> but there are some filters on story which are literally ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I know. They're uh, the ones I actually do avoid. I get a bit embarrassed when I use the ones that are really ridiculous, like the huge, like your face is completely changed. Exactly. But also the other thing people forget is we're all going to start looking like the same person, which is why I don't care that I like, I like having the short hair and stuff because we will essentially, if people ever like everyone looks, do you know what I mean? Yeah. The Blend big lips, one. the big boobs, the long blonde hair, like it's, do you know what I mean? We will all Definitely. blend into one. Okay, our final question. You might hate this question. I don't like this question, but where would you like to be in five years? Sitting in Aragon House doing another podcast with Tiff Watson. <laughs> Uh, I would love to be um, known for Jomo or like in the high up in the sort of beauty and wellness industry. Industry, yeah. So yeah. growing, growing Jomo is your main focus. Yeah, probably won't be married. Definitely won't have kids. Unlikely to have a dog. Would you ever launch your own product to help others with alopecia? Would you be able to do that, or is that just completely medical and it's not something that maybe you could delve into? So interestingly, that is something that's possibly in the pipeline. I'm looking into it at the moment, but the problem with that is that. I've tried so many different things and there isn't some magic drops that's just going to make your hair grow. So I would want to make something that 100% works, works yeah. um, because there's so much stuff out there that you could, you know, but I, yeah, it's something I'm, I'm keen to look into more. My cleaner actually suffered. She last year, I'm not sure why it came on, but she has alopecia now and she's getting injections for it. Oh, yeah. I think through the NHS and she said it's really painful. Yeah, that's quite, that, that actually apparently is really helpful as well. But, but the other thing is a long COVID in women is hair loss now. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, apparently. And don't you get, don't a lot of women get hair loss um, after having a baby? Yeah, they do. But what happens is when you're pregnant, your hair doesn't, so you lose something like a hundred hairs a day. That could be something like that. So when you're pregnant, you don't actually lose those hairs. So your hair is a lot fuller. Oh. So then when you have the baby, then they all come out again. Right. Or something, okay. something like that. That could be completely rubbish, but I definitely. No, that, that does sound like that would make sense. Right, should we, we go on to our quick fire? Yes. So we're going to do a little round of quick fire with you. So first question, morning or evening person? Morning. You are definitely. You wake up so early, Nicola. 5 a.m. Oh my God, you're the opposite of me. If you won the lottery, what's the first thing you'd buy? Don't know. I'm not really a materialistic person, so I don't, I'm, I don't know. I'm what's a good answer then? A factory for my lube. Lovely. <laughs> Worst subject at school? Religious studies. What did you get? Don't think I showed up to class. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I wasn't that bad at school. Really? <laughs> <laughs> what is your celebrity crush? Or who is your celebrity crush? Uh, um, I think Matthew McConaughey. Mm. What word do you use most? Crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what does crumbs mean? Like, like oops kind of thing? Or like, what's yeah, that actually? another word beginning with C that I was, that I would use quite too um. and so instead of saying that word I decided to say crumbs <laughs> do you sleep naked or in clothes naked although I've recently had really horrible dreams that I'm gonna go sleepwalking outside my house and then wake up <laughs> naked, locked outside my house when <laughs> I was your earlier question I have anxiety yes no, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I do have a fear about it so I, I obviously do sleep naked but what so you sleeping clothes on now because of the dreams no I just locked the door more <laughs> 
I imagine if I'm asleep, would I be able to open it? Probably not. Um, favorite takeaway? Um, oh, an antipode toaster. Oh yeah. A what? I love a toast. I could live off cheese toasters for the rest of my life. Oh, nice. Cheese toast. What's your diet? Like, are you healthy? Like, would you consider, like, do you gym a lot? Like, are you a healthy eater or are you just like cheese toasties? Oh, um, not just use those. No, to be fair, I walk most mornings. I'll do like a how long is that walk? Like an hour and, and a half, half. Hour and a half walk, and then it depends. I'm not like an unhealthy eater, but I'm not. I don't know. You're like a picker, I'd say. You like pick at bits. Let's but... just say I wouldn't put my daily routine on Instagram. I'm sort of one of those people that like I eat what I feel like. Like if I'm beginning to feel unhealthy, then I'll start. You drink a lot of Diet Coke. I would. No, no, I haven't drunk a Diet Coke in over a year. What? I know. Shocking. I drink. Three liters, I drink three liters of water every day. That's I know, good. I know. So I was really Liv worried. used to drink a lot of Diet Coke. I would live, I would drink about five Diet Cokes a day. And then I got really, I read something about someone having a stomach ulcer and I was like, shit. So now I literally don't touch fizzy drinks. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. I, I know. know that. That's so good. I'm, I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm, I'm not great, but. I do drink a lot of water though. That's, That's so like my good. One thing. So and you're it, definitely conscious, I guess, of what you like put in your body essentially, but you eat what you want. If I feel like I'm getting a little bit podge. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sexting or sending nudes? Ooh, bit of both. <laughs> I like mixing it up a bit. But I like to do the surprise nude. So I'll take someone if they end up doing something really mundane, I'll just go, here you go. Do you keep your face in it though? No. No. And um, what is your go-to coffee order? Skinny vanilla latte. Okay. And final question, what impresses you on a first date? Ooh. manners I think mm. if someone's just polite sort of opening doors that that sort of thing yeah <clears throat> oh and the one thing that I cannot hate I cannot bear is people who are rude to waiters that oh. that for me is like out that's so telling of a person oh, if they're like it, that I've I have dated someone and it just I would cringe every time to the point that I would actually get up from the table and leave because it was so uncomfortable I think it's the rudest thing no Liv is so no Liv is like too pol- like almost too polite like sometimes if they, like we when we used to go get coffee they'd get oh my, my god they'd get, the they'd get my coffee order wrong and I would go back and tell them and she would literally freak out she'd be like please definitely don't but then no, no I get it because Tiff's vegan if she drink a cow's milk it's not great yeah but um <laughs> no don't because we go there every day Tiffany <laughs> Thank you for coming on the pod. Hope it wasn't too inappropriate. No, not at all. We did not get deep. We're definitely going to do it the next time you're on. <laughs> we actually should. We should have, do the next one with a glass of wine. The after hours. Yes. Yes. on only. Oh my god, live after hours. That'd be hilarious. Definitely do that. You should actually do that. Yeah, we will. That'd be nice. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on and catching up with us. That's all right. And thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Yes, as always, make sure to follow us on What We Don't Post podcast on Instagram. You can also email us on what we don't post podcast at gmail.com. And make sure you give us a five-star rating. It makes a difference. And by Jomo. Check it out. We'll leave it yes, as this episode goes live. We'll post it on uh, What We Don't Post. People can check it out. Yeah, maybe I'll go use it and review it next time. Bye guys. Bye guys.